Biden has taken it to a new level, declaring that it's Trump's fault, the violence, that he has not the wherewithal to call upon his supporters to stop acting like a militia. When in point of fact, it is the Democratic Party's supporters, the Black Lives Matter movement and Antifa, who are the ones responsible for this violence. It is not militias who are trying to defend their homes and their loved ones that are going out robbing people, pulling people out of vehicles, beating them down, surrounding people in restaurants who may be suspected of being a Trump supporter, ooh, and intimidating them into giving the black power sign or whatever other sign they're being compelled to give. It is the Antifa, the BLM, the Democratic Party, if you will, that's responsible for the lawlessness. And you'll notice it is all happening in their cities, in their states, where they control everything. It is being allowed to take place with their blessing. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. Please subscribe to us at NPO Online in the iTunes App Store. Follow our Facebook page. Follow us on Parler. And if you want to contact us, email us at nationalpreviewonline at gmail.com. Uh, I think it's about time we put to rest the lies uh, that, uh, that surround this Black Lives Matter movement, which was founded in the aftermath of the acquittal of George Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin case in, in Florida, which tested the Stand Your Ground law down there. Uh, was backed heavily financially by George Soros, a well-known multi-billionaire leftist who hates the United States. Uh, <clears throat> let's put the, to rest the lies that, that surround this movement. This sentiment may sound nice, Black Lives Matter, and no one can quarrel with that. It's a legitimate sentiment. But the notion that black men, unarmed black men, are being slaughtered by the police in record numbers is a complete falsehood. In 2019, 10 unarmed black men were killed uh, by the police. In five of those cases, those men attacked the police prior to being shot. Of the remaining five, two police officers were charged, leaving only three remaining where the officers were found justified, as well as the other five where they were attacked. In contrast, in 2019, 25 unarmed white men were killed by the police doesn't sound to me like there's this major war on male blacks. Now, the other thing that's striking, and you can't get away from this, these things are, are statistics that are correlated by the FBI uh, taking input from all police agencies throughout the country, both state, federal, and local. Black men uh, equal 13% of the population, but they're responsible for 50% of all the murders in this country. Black men kill 10 times the amount of white people as white people kill black people. A police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. These are the things, these are the facts, the little facts that don't go away, that can't be discounted and have to be mentioned. Someone has to mention them. Not enough people are, so I thought I would. I didn't just make this stuff up. You know, there's an old saying, figures don't lie, but liars figure. And that you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Now, those are the facts. This does not speak to a major, major genocide on the part of police officers 
um, visited upon uh, unarmed black men in this country. This is just one of the many tools that the left uses to rouse people in the criminal element uh, to, to incite uh, rioting and uh, challenges to authority among people who may not be educated to the same level and are easily swayed, the low-information voter you heard about. But this is what's going on. This is the truth. And this is why they are so desperate to get back power. They know <clears throat> that these things are lies, and Trump is exposing these things. He's brought in a new era in American politics. He's not a career politician. He's a man who just speaks what's on his mind. And they've tried everything to get rid of him. And the last thing they could do was come up with this pandemic where they're, blocking, where they're locking people down. Now, I don't think for one minute the Democratic Party came up with the pandemic. China, I think, because it knows it got its clock cleaned by Trump and the trade deals, unleashed this virus on, on us. But that didn't stop the Democratic Party and Democratic leadership from exploiting this situation. What they've done is they've locked down all of the, the states that they control in an effort to crash the economy in the hope that it, it negatively affects Trump. It seems to be indicating the opposite. We just had the two conventions, and there couldn't have been a greater contrast between the two. Uh, the Democratic uh, convention, despite being the party of Hollywood and all the great media people, fell flat on its face. It was filled with nothing but platitudes and tired-out old phrases, retreads, if you will, that anybody could have said. It didn't have to be um, uh, a particular Democrat party. Uh, but the Republican convention, in contrast, was filled with many, many upbeat speeches, people who had a vision for the country. So this is the, the choice we're faced with. So now what are they left to do? What they're left to do with is try and use mail-in voting because they know there is no way in hell they can win a legitimate election. So they're trying to mail-in vote. And if you look at the back of the mail-in ballots, they're labeled with either an R or a D after them. So that if you have a Republican ballot, it can easily be identified and discarded. So how do we fight this potential fraud for mail-in voting? What we do is we turn out to the polls in mass and try and obliterate this numerical advantage that they're trying to achieve with this mail-in voting. Because if the total number of votes cast between those who actually showed up live and those that are mailed in exceed the total number of registered voters, fraud will be implied. That's why it is imperative to have the largest number of people uh, that, as possible to show up in actuality and vote and not rely on these mail-in votings. Now, the Democrats want you to believe that everything is safe and the, Demo and the Democratic way is to have people mail-in vote. Listen, I have no complaint with an absentee ballot. At least we know who we're sending it to. We're sending it to registered people. But these mail-in ballots are being sent to deceased people. They're being sent to dogs, cats, every other thing you can possibly name to get fraudulent votes. Can't have it. So I'll leave you with the final thought before we close out today's podcast. If you trust mail-in voting that much, then I guess you trust mail for anything. So if you won the Powerball tomorrow night, would you mail in your ticket to get it cashed, or would you want to show up in person to the lottery board? I think we all know the answer to that question. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.